0: Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray, Lord Jesus, for the ability to see your presence in this place to show forth that you are with us and guide us and lead us we ask you to please bless the words that will be spoken may our minds be open so that we may understand your holy word and empower us to be the witnesses that you have called us to be please bless us now Lord Jesus with the power and presence of the spirit called holy help us to understand it is in your precious name that we pray Amen Amen. this may not make sense to you right now but I hope that it does I promise to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help me God If we take a look at the gospel message for today, it begins by saying that the disciples were assembled and they were talking about something. And as they were talking about something, Jesus came and made his presence known to them. And he says to them, peace to you. What they were talking about was when Jesus was crucified... You know that he had hundreds of followers. And that these people, when they've seen all their hope hanging on that cross, began to lose their hope. And they began to go back to their homes. And two of those people are what is written about in the Gospel of Luke 24, before this scripture reading today. They're on the road to Emmaus. And Jesus comes the resurrected Lord comes and walks with them and begins to unopen the scripture for them. But it wasn't until they came to a fork in the road where Jesus wanted to keep going, but he waited for the invitation of the two. And he took that invitation to spend the night with them and to have a meal. That's an important thing for us to remember about that story. Jesus waits for you to invite him in. Do so. And when he went in and spent time with those two disciples, when he broke the bread, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Now they just had a journey. They wanted to get some rest and some food. But in their excitement, they ran back to Jerusalem to tell the disciples, we've seen him. That's what they were talking about. When Jesus stands in their presence. Well, I don't know about you, but I would be startled. I would be frightened, just like they were. But Jesus asked them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your mind? Look, it is me. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. Touch me. For a spirit has not flesh and bone. With this, the Lord Jesus has their countenance changed. Went through a great deal of emotions already. Went from being startled and frightened to being troubled and in disbelief. And now they're at the point of joy and amazement. And Jesus says to them, Do you have anything to eat? Noticing that they were in these great changes emotionally, Jesus begins to present himself in such a way that he calms their spirit. For they had probably eaten fish with him hundreds of times, maybe even a thousand times. They were fishermen. It's probably what they ate. It wasn't the first time that Jesus ate fish with them, but it was the first time that he was raised from the dead. And he showed forth his presence. Calm their spirit. And then Jesus goes into this mode of recounting. He's reviewing. And he says to them, you know, when I was with you, we talked about these things. I told you all of these things were supposed to happen. And he started to explain to them again. Calming their spirit. Nothing happened new. I told you this. I told you it was going to be like this. It had to be as it was written in the Law of Moses, the Prophets and the Psalms. And then after he explains this to them in reviewing and calming their spirits, he opens their minds so that they can begin to understand the Holy scripture. And they could begin to understand that the Christ had to be put to death and in three days rise again. And repentance and forgiveness is to be preached to all nations in his name. Beginning at Jerusalem. And Jesus goes on to say, you are witnesses to these things. But wait, go into the city and wait To be clothed with power from on high. We started with what are they talking about? Through a gamut of emotions, to Jesus becoming present and showing himself forth. See, there's a difference there. Seeing Jesus, they seen him, but he needed to show himself forth in eating and Reviewing the scripture with them and recalling them to their purpose. I was probably one of the most biblically ignorant people you would have ever met in your life. I knew absolutely nothing about the scripture. Zero. But I liked going to church. But I didn't understand it. And then a new pastor came to that congregation. His name was Pastor Rob Furler. He was fresh out of seminary. He was around my age. We got to be really good friends. And we went through this process where he was constantly inviting me to study the scripture, to which I absolutely refused. And I told him one day it was because I was so biblically ignorant that I would be made a fool of. But nevertheless, that whole piece ended up coming to what God wanted. And a Bible study was introduced, and I went to that Bible study. And the way I like to describe it to people is, you know, the Word of God was like a mannequin to me. It looked real, but I didn't see any life in it. But the more I went through biblical study and the more I went through biblical study, God breathed his breath into that word. And I was able to see and I was able to understand things that I never understood before. Well, as my life began to change in this way, something happened. Something happened and I actually thought I was losing my mind I thought I was going nuts. After a period of time, I actually made an appointment to go talk to Pastor Furler about this. And I go into his office and... That's how I started. Pastor, I think I'm nuts. I think I'm losing my mind. I'm seeing things that I don't think are there. And he asked me to explain to him what I was seeing. I said, well, in the sanctuary only in the sanctuary. When you're preaching, I see this huge, 10 foot high figure, powder blue. I cannot see any specific features other than his hands are on your shoulders. And wherever you go, he goes with you. And I said, it's... There's lights in different colors and they look like schools of fish moving all around the sanctuary. Pastor, I think I'm losing my mind. I don't know what's going on. He burst out laughing at me. You should have known me back then. (laughs) I reached across his desk I grabbed him by his lapels and I pulled him up to my face and said, this is no joke. (laughs) To which... Pastor Furl was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, the only reason I'm laughing is because Betty Seibert was just in here about an hour or two ago. And she described the exact same thing that you've seen. He said, I can't answer your question. I don't know why you're able to see it. Or she's able to see it. But consider it a blessing. Because God is allowing you to see presence that no one else can see. I went from startled and frightened to like, I want to see this. I wasn't allowed to see it again. It left. I was not allowed to see it. Time passed. Study continued. The word of God began to have more and more life into it for me. What I used to see in the sanctuary became dream. I had this dream day after day. Week after week. Finally, I go to the pastor Pastor, I don't understand this I think there may be a message but I'm not sure so I explained to him the dream and although the dream was very long I only remember three parts of it that I shared with him it was my dad he had his arm around me we were both looking to the ground I knew what he was talking about was serious stuff but I never remembered a word that was spoken in the dream And then when it was time for him to go, my dad had a 52 Willys Jeep. And the Jeep always had rust on it. But in the dream, after my dad got into the Jeep, I noticed that as he was driving away, all the rust was fixed. All the body filler was in. It was all primed. It was ready for a new finish. It was restored. And in the back of a Willys Jeep, there's a 12 by 12 glass. And no matter how far my dad drove away in this dream, I could see him through that glass. Time passed. Pastor Furler calls me into his office. And he said, I think I understand the dream. Here it is. This is what the Spirit showed him and he told me. This is three decades ago. He said, it wasn't your dad, it was Jesus. He took on the appearance of your dad so you would pay attention, so that you would not be fearful, but you would listen. And he said, as the Jeep pulls away, and it's been restored, ready for new pain, he says, you will be involved in the church being restored. And no matter how far this goes away from you, don't ever take your eyes off of Christ. The dream was interpreted to me from Pastor Furler. Time passes. I get called into the pastor's office again. Now, see, when I was in school and I went into the office, the print, it was never good. But it seemed to be pretty good for me to go into a pastor's office. Pastor Furler said to me, he said, I was in prayer last evening, and this is what the Spirit spoke to me. Michael, many people will come to you and say, you missed your calling. You're to say to them, no, because you can take the gospel free of charge wherever you go. The dream, the prophecy. This is a long time ago. As events put themselves forward, in 1997 my wife and I were encouraged to leave the congregation that we worshipped in and we went through every Sunday we went to a different church and we would get halfway through the sermon and Katie would look at me and she would say this isn't the place is it (laughs) no this is not the place (laughs) and then one Sunday we didn't know where to go I called my brother. My brother used to live a half a mile away from here. I said, Ronnie, I remember seeing a little church up by you coming up to your house for events. Can you run over there and see what time that they have services? He called me back, told us that it was 8 and 10.30. We came here for the 10.30 service. <laughs> Never went any... Halfway through, she said, this is the place, isn't it? This is the place. Never been anywhere since to worship other than convocations and things of that nature. The dream and the prophecy is important. That was in 1997. In 1999, I was in the narthex. Mason Reimer comes up to me and says, the pastor would like to see you in his office. <laughs> so I go in the office. Pastor Kunkel says, I know I asked you to be on church council. I don't want you to be on church council. Would you consider being lay minister? But I want you to pray about it. I looked at Pastor Kunkel. I said, did you pray about it? He said, yeah. I said, well, what's he going to tell me? Something different? <laughs> And that was it. (laughs) Pentecost Sunday, 1999, I was commissioned here at Holy Cross to be lay minister. Put all of these things together, how, how Jesus shows himself forth to you. So I come to Holy Cross after being asked to leave another congregation I end up here and the pastor asked me to be a part of the worship life of these people. And now we need to go from 1999 because of time (laughs) to 2016. And in 2016 in October church leadership at Holy Cross called me into a meeting and said things aren't going well and we just want to know how much responsibility you will assume at Holy Cross, just in case. Well, we all know what happened. And it changed dramatically. And from October 2016, I had the privilege for eight and a half months to lead this congregation in worship. I think... No, I know... The dream was fulfilled. I was part of restoring the church. One of the amazing things was, was Deb and Deb always decorate our sanctuary for Easter. So now we're at Easter 2017. It didn't have Jesus the risen king, it had restored written on it. I was in the office preparing for a memorial service when the dad came in and said, "My kids didn't do it." <laughs> didn't do what? The D fell off. <laughs> wait. The D fell off, and through the Easter season, it said, "Restore." The dream was fulfilled. And the prophecy also. Because ever since I've had the blessing to be a part of the worship life of this congregation since 1999, how much did I get paid? Zero. Zero. By the gift of my hands and my wife, we have been blessed so abundantly by God. All of these things Jesus put into place for us to be a witness. And guess what? So are you. And I'm going to ask you to take that under serious consideration and go back in your life and see how Jesus has been preparing you to be that witness. Did you ever have how many people here have had a spiritual encounter? You, you've been touched by the Holy Spirit. Well, if you've been touched by the Holy Spirit, then that means the Holy Spirit had to be poured out. And in order for the Holy Spirit to have been poured out, Jesus had to ascend into heaven. And in order for Jesus to ascend into heaven, he had to be raised from the dead. And before he could be raised from the dead, he had to be given life. And before he took on human flesh, he had to descend from heaven. Your witnesses are all witnesses. Amen. Amen. Oh, one thing. <laughs> I promised to tell the truth. I couldn't tell the whole truth. We'll be here way too long. <laughs> but it was God who helped me. Amen. Amen. Be thou my vision, o of my heart. say that Thou art, be Thou my best thought in the day and the night, waking or sleeping Thy presence my light.